Hello and welcome to another episode of Sunday School at Modern Mystic Shop. My name is Kelly Knight and I am your podcast host and Modern Mystic Shop owner. So starting today, we're going to have a series where you get to meet three people that are part of the Modern Mystic Shop family. These people are some of the heart and soul of our podcast and of our store and the whole brand of Modern Mystic. First up is Troy Cooley. He's actually a reader at our store, and I'll get into a little bit more of his bio later. But first, I want to get into what the topic is going to be this week. It is self-care as self-love. So in this class, Troy creates an informative and interactive discussion on cultivating a lasting, keyword lasting, self-care practice. He will provide tools and rituals and practice that are effective at creating a space where you are at the center and aligned with your authentic power. Themes explored during this class will encourage a radical shift from limited perspectives of self-loathing to limitless possibilities of self-empowerment. This self-empowerment is at the heart of it and will lead to lasting joy, compassion, and most importantly, love. I know you're going to love this episode, and I know you're going to want to work with Troy after you hear it. So I just want to let you know that you can visit modernmystictarot.com and you can book a reading with him. If you're in town in Atlanta, he will meet you in person, or we serve clients worldwide with our virtual or remote readings. So here's a little bit more about his background. He is a transformational tarot reader and spiritual life coach. He works as a guide to empower individuals to make informed decisions that fuel their own metamorphosis. He calls it therapy, a reading style which taps into the healing vibrations of tarot. The the readings are client-centered, incorporating both intuitive and therapeutic aspects that propel the client into a deeper awareness. As a spiritual life coach, Troy takes this deeper awareness to offer effective tools and practices to his clients. He is here to help clients do their own healing work, creating a space to encourage new levels of consciousness. He believes that self-love is something we must all cultivate, or we will continue to be a slave to the way of the world and not of our own spirit. How beautiful is that? So without further ado, I once again introduce you to Self-Care as Self-Love with Troy Cooley. Hello, everyone. I hope everyone's day is going well. Um, I wanna, I'm an energy person, so I want everyone to kind of, you know, just get the kinks out. I know it's a, it's a little, it's a little cold today um, and rainy and wet. Um, and this is like perfect weather to be kind of home and snuggled in. So I'm actually very, very happy that y'all decided to come in today and uh, give me your time. Um, so I, um, I'm kind of, sorry. Um, I, I want to explain why I'm here. Um, so today, I want to talk about some themes, some tools, and ideas that we can uh, do for a uh, self-care practice. And I say practice because it's actually, you're going to continue to you know, add and subtract things from your self-care practice. And it's, it, it's something that you have to grow into consistently. The good thing is, is that 
it, after a while, you're going to be, you know, it's just going to be easy for you. But you do have to make adjustments from here, um, you know, here and there, depending on where you're at or, um, uh, you know, your uh, physical location. Hello. <laughs> so I want to just talk about myself a little bit um, so y'all can get to know me. I'm going to sit down a little, okay? Um, I was born and partly raised in Rhode Island, Providence, Rhode Island. There's a joke that now that me and my family left, there's only like three people there now. <laughs> um, but uh, when I was younger, I was uh, depressed, um, super depressed. Like uh, it, it was, it was very. I was getting bullied at um, school in elementary school, um, and it was very, very traumatic. Okay. Um, there was even one point where I got spat on. Um, they had to change my uh, class uh, in the fourth grade. Um, so a lot of times when I was home, I would just go to sleep. Um, and when I got to high school, that's when everything started to change and there was more of a shift. Um, I decided that, you know, I'm going to choose life. Um, at one point I was, uh, you know, having suicidal thoughts and um, high school is when I really, you know, stepped into myself a little bit more. Um, so I decided to choose life and that's why I'm here. But I thought that I could just, you know, step into this, you know, happy phase, but it really wasn't. Um, it, there was a lot of work that I had to do. Um, and it was not until I got out of a two and a half year relationship, like most of us do, we are trying to look for love um, in, from external sources. Um, and I was in a very toxic two and a half year relationship and I decided that it was time that I actually, you know, get some tools to help myself. Um, so I'm not going in relationships very damaged and, um, and wanting more. Um, from another person. Um, and so after that, I in 2017, uh, did it go out? It's here? Okay. In 2017, um, I uh, lost my, well, I actually left my job at uh, Bank of America, and I, uh, the universe actually took away a lot of things for me that were not in alignment. Um, I lost my job, my car, my sense of independence. And honestly, uh, 2017, that's when a lot of this work that I'm going to talk to you about started. And um, it's a growing process. And um, yeah, let's talk about uh, specific themes. Um, the first thing that I'm going to talk about is boundaries, OK? So many of us. Um, are taught as a as you know young children to listen to your parents and in our relationships with our parents there really there really isn't um, we can't really uh, implement boundaries with our parents um, and they in a sense control our lives um, and they tell us what we should do, what we shouldn't do. And it gets harder for us later on in life when we're in relationships with other people. And we're trying to, um, you know, 
implement boundaries or create boundaries. Um, and our parents, they kind of screw us up, okay? Um, but, and then also there's another thing as well. When we get into relationships where there are no boundaries, we invite more narcissistic energy into our, um, into our lives. Because the thing is, for narcissists, they want you not to know who you are, um, who you truly are. So um, when we get in these relationships, um, even with friends and family, it's, it's harder for us to really implement or um, come up with boundaries, okay? Um, and what I wanna talk to everyone about is actually creating boundaries because I feel like so many people, I see this in my readings, so many people, um, they don't know where to start with those. Um, they don't know uh, where to begin and how to really implement these things. So the first thing that I'm going to tell you is, is that you actually need to figure out where um, your, your uh, what area your boundary, you need to incorporate boundaries in. So there are physical, emotional, um, and also mental and spiritual boundaries that we must all have. Um, but the process of finding that could be, you know, very traumatic, okay? But um, what we wanna do is, is that we want to be, be more aware of our conversations and what we are doing um, uh, or our relationships, okay? And, um, so that's the first thing, okay? And the second thing that we need to do when we're uh, creating boundaries is, is that we need to come up with a way to um, communicate these things, okay? Because communication is something that we are responsible for, okay? We're not responsible for how people are going to react to our boundaries, but how we communicate them, okay? And what you wanna do that with is compassion and, um, and understanding and um, also just not, you know, jumping the gun in, a, in an angry way. Um, and that's going to really, really set the stage for um, how you're going to implement these things. I feel like I'm kind of talking in a circle real quick. Sorry. <laughs> I need to look at my notes. <laughs> um, so I want to ask the question, how many of us have clear boundaries? Do we, does anyone have clear boundaries here? No? You would say that you do? You, you said you have too many boundaries? Why do you say you have too many boundaries? I, I, I totally, I get that. When, like, boundaries are a good thing when it comes to, you know, protecting your energy. And that's the biggest, biggest thing for me. Um, we have to make sure that we're protecting our energy. But we do want to set the stage where we're being compassionate with ourselves. And we're, um, and we are uh, really, um, letting people in on specific things that are going to help us grow, okay? Um, I would say that when it comes to clear boundaries, we wanna make sure that we are, um, that we are in a space of, of compassion, 
okay? Because other people don't have our same upbringing and they're not going to come, they're not gonna fully know, okay, why are you doing this? And that's really our job to, to educate people on that. Because when we do that, when we step in that light, we're actually empowering others to do the same. You know, when you're like, okay, I really wanna protect my energy, I'm protecting my energy. And it's not because of, you know, of you, it's, it's for me. Um, and we wanna make sure that, you know, especially people that are in a, a profession like myself, like tarot, okay? This is one thing that I had to really figure out. And, 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 and for the most part, you're still, like I'm still learning specific things, like uh, your time and also putting energy blocks in, um, when you're doing your work. And when you, you know, uh, put those out there, you want to, you know, the education part, like I talked about, you want to put that out there and, um, and really, uh, I'm sorry, I'm like losing my thought. I'm, I apologize, y'all. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I, I don't know if y'all could tell, okay? <laughs> but um, what you want to do is, is that you just want to, you know, just educate. Educating people is going to be perfect, and for you, you're learning yourself as as as, as well, and that always changes. So the thing is, is that um, you may have a boundary um, for you know uh, your space, and that may change from another person to another person, and that's fine. You just have to educate that person and and let them know, like, okay, I feel more comfortable opening up to you now. Um, and I feel more comfortable in this setting, okay? Um, uh, how many people have been in toxic relationships? <laughs> That's all of us, okay. <laughs> and um, how many people have dated a narcissist? Ah! Okay, so what is one quality with, um, with you know, this narcissistic relationship that um, I just want one person to, so can you give me one quality that, you know, this narcissist, uh, narcissistic, narcissistic relationship uh, showed you, you know, um, as far as your boundaries? Mm -hmm. I'd say it showed me how to be able to um, differentiate between what's being put upon me and what you know is actually coming from me as far as my feelings and you know because the person always made it feel like everything was my fault and I didn't see it because it was verbal and I was blinded by the love for that person so being able to look at things logically with that person being able to see through all the crap for the most part, is very helpful. So not just, you know, getting input from what everyone else says, but really focusing on what is actually happening between you and that person. That way you can differentiate, you know, what's real, you know, and what's, what's made up in your head, what you think you're saying. 
Perfect. I like that. I think a lot of people, when we're we're um, when we're in these relationships, we just like you know I was saying earlier, where we make excuses for people um, because you know we had to make excuses for our parents because we didn't really have control on how they uh, how they you know <laughs> controlled our lives or we couldn't really a lot of us couldn't really speak up um, and to say okay you can't talk to me this way or this is not healthy. You know what I'm saying? So now when we get into to these relationships, it's just, it's, it's harder for us to do that as well, you know? And um, I always tell people to really trust your, um, trust your energy. If the energy is not right, it's, it's up to, you're in charge of your energy. So you have to make that right, okay? Um, so I kind of skipped something. Um, I was going to talk about uh, what is self-love um, if you um, and self-care. So if you look at um, the Webster, uh, Webster, it's care for oneself. But I believe that um, self-care is prior prioritizing your mental, emotional, and physical um, <laughs> well-being. Hey, mama. Um, well-being above all else, okay? And like I was saying, we are in control of our energy. We are responsible for our energy, and we must act accordingly, okay? <laughs> um, and, you know, to kind of veer off of, um, of boundaries, because I kind of messed that up a little, sorry, y'all. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about a fear-based mentality and a love-based mentality. A lot of us, uh, we operate from our ego, which I'm sure many of us know what the ego self is. Um, it's it's this, uh, this subconscious program, programming that we have from childhood um, where we don't think we're enough. We, uh, we beat ourselves up all the time and we are constantly um, trying to seek uh, validation. And that was one of the biggest problems in my life. I was trying to seek validation. Um, and it, it was even to a point where I was trying to change myself in a specific room, like uh, changing the way I talk. Um, so I wouldn't be uh, alarming or, you know, people wouldn't see me for who I really was, you know, and make fun of me. Um, so, you know, we have to really look at where we are hurting and where does ego show up in our lives. And um, if y'all look at the sheet that I uh, brought out, um, there is the inner critic and the uh, authentic self. And I want us to actually name our inner critic and name our authentic self. My, uh, my inner critic is, <laughs> I call her her. Uh, her name is Tracy. <laughs> oh, and Tracy is uh, very, very, very critical. Is always telling me I can't do, it, can't do it. Um, I'm not enough. People are, uh, you know, they're going to hate me. Um, and these are the the voices that. You know, this is the voice that's in our head that's not even really us. You know, so I want us to all name. Um, this. So if y'all can look at your paper right now, um, I don't know if y'all have pens. Um, there are some pens over here. Um, and what I want us to do is to name our inner critic. And I want to um, 
I want everyone to list one thing that your inner critic says to you, okay? The one negative thing that it says to you. And I'm gonna ask for a, um, a volunteer, two volunteers, to uh, tell me what their name is, um, the inner critic name is, and what, uh, what they say. Okay, and I'm gonna give y'all a couple of minutes for that, and then we'll move over into the, uh, the authentic um, higher self, okay? Okay, um, is everyone almost uh, finished, or do you need a little bit more time? You good? Okay, so who wants to come up and, um, and any volunteers? Come on, can we give her a round of applause, please? Okay. What's your inner critic's name? That I am not enough. Ooh. In all my that's life. A, that's the name? <laughs> No, oh, sorry, I thought you were saying, what is my inner critic saying? My inner critic's name is Brody. Oh, yeah, Brody. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that you're not enough. Okay, okay, perfect, thank you. And uh, one more? Any other person that want to come up and, come on, don't be shy. No one else? Really, y'all? Come on. Give her a round of applause, y'all. My inner critic's name is Patricia. Sorry for anyone who has that name. <laughs> and uh, my inner critic always is always saying, you're a failure. So that, okay, thank you very, very much. So I want y'all to really think about this. Everyone is not so different. We all have this, you know, inner critic and you know what's the what's the biggest thing we're not enough we're always constantly trying to prove that we are enough to get that validation like i was saying earlier and that really starts from our family okay and that really starts from our parents um and a lot of us we don't really recognize that we have abandonment issues that we have you know issues of of really trying to um like i was saying prove who we are, okay, and and really be naked in a, in a sense of like, okay, this is totally me, 
okay? Um, so, and the inner critic really stops us from that. The ego self stops us from that. Um, for whenever, you know, we were a child and our parents, we were like, oh, I want to do this. And they're like, no, you can't do that, you know? I remember when I was a child, I wanted to do ballet. So, so, so bad. I was like, mom, I want to I do ballet. I want to do ballet. She's like, no, you can't do that. That's for girls or whatever. And that, like, really hindered me, like, you know, in certain things. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't do this. I can't do that. And it really just starts from your parents, okay? And so what I want to talk about next is the, um, is the authentic self, the higher self. The higher self is someone that is very compassionate, um, that tells you to, to keep on going, okay? That, um, that shows you that there's community and that there are, um, there, uh, there's another way of looking at your life, okay? I want everyone to look at their sheet and now I want you to name your higher self, okay? And what does your higher self tell, to, uh, tell you, okay? When your inner critic says, oh, you can't do it, you're not enough, what does your higher self say, okay? And what's the name? Okay, does is everyone, is, do you need a little bit more time? I'll just give everyone just like one more second, okay? Okay, so do we have, I, I want some, come on y'all. I know it's like raining out. I know the energy is kind of a little low, but I want um, some people to come up here and tell me their names and what their, uh, what their authentic self tells them. Um, any, come on, mama. Hi, mama. My higher self is named Natalia which is just my name with an A instead of an E. It's a little fancier. Um, and my higher self tells me you are a perfectly unique treasure. I love that. Thank you. Give her a round of applause, y'all. Um, Megan, you want to come up? All right. So my higher self name is Bronze Goddess. Okay? Okay. And she tells me that you are a warrior woman. Okay. Okay, give her a round of applause, y'all. 
so that's, you know, the reason why I like to do this um, activity is because we really have to name these things, okay? In your authentic self, we want to bring that out more. And that's what really self-care self -care is about, bringing that energy, bringing that, this love-based mentality um, forth. And in, in, in doing that, we're prioritizing ourselves, okay? Um, so thank y'all for that. We're going to um, move on and talk about um, practices that I um, and tools that I use uh, for for self care. Okay. Um, oh, actually, there's a um, there's something on the sheet that I actually want to um, uh, touch upon, which is the qualities about your uh, about yourself. Okay. Um, and the qualities about ourselves. I was actually watching a, a red table talk with my girl Jada. I love her. And they were actually asking themselves, okay, what, we're always pointing out the flaws and what is so negative about, about ourselves, okay? And we're not really focusing on the good qualities that we have. And this goes back into the love-based mentality. When we have clear um, knowledge of who we are and what we are, um, it, just, it just, that comes out you know, more, and, and we can, you know, use that as a step forward instead of saying, oh my God, um, like I know for me, I always had a problem with my lips. I'm like, ah, I have big lips, ah, my nose, or whatever, you know, that type of stuff. So I want um, everyone to look at the sheet. There are attributes that I want you uh, to list about yourself too. And then I believe there's another one. So yes, so list two physical attributes that you love about yourself and uh, two ways of, of being, okay? So that could be, you know, wanting freedom or... Um, like ways of being like, um, it could be like, oh, you value freedom or you're curious or you're adventurous. Um, really, you know, think of those, those things, okay? And I want us to really think about this because sometimes it's really hard for us to come up with two attributes that we like about ourselves or you know the way that we are because we're so used to defending ourselves you know from other people and hell from ourselves too okay so I'm gonna give y'all a couple of moments for that Hi, it's me again. I hope you are enjoying this episode of Sunday School and Modern Mystic Shop. I wanted to pop in and say, if you like what you're hearing, especially if you love what you're hearing and you listen to our podcast week after week and you gain anything positive from it, I would really appreciate it if you would share this podcast with anyone that you think we can help and serve through these messages. It is our goal in 2020 to grow this podcast to have a further reaching audience. And the way that we've grown our business in the past has been through word of mouth through people like you. So I'm just reaching out and asking if you have anyone that would benefit from these episodes, please, please share our podcast with those that are near and dear to you so we can help grow our global community community and we can grow and learn and transform together. Thank you so much for listening and now back with our episode. 
Okay, so we gonna have uh, two more people to come up, okay? This is a community-based thing, okay? Because we all have to get out of this, you know, phase of like, oh, I don't wanna, you know. Come on, we all in this together. Come on, mama. And then we'll get you. Okay, hi, everybody. The two physical attributes I love about myself is my long legs, you know what I'm saying? Because I like the legs. <laughs> and I love my hair, you know what I'm saying? It does its thing, you know, nice and poofy, you feel me? So, yeah. Yes. We love your crown queen, okay? Um, and one more person. Um, come on, mama. So two physical attributes I like about myself would be my curves okay. and my hair, okay? <laughs> I'm loving this energy, okay. And what uh, two uh, ways of being do you love about yourself? Um, one, freedom. I just like being free. And I gotta look at the paper because I forgot. Um, and willingness to inspire. Like I love inspiring people. I love giving good energy. So that's something I love. It's contagious, mama. Y'all are y'all are full of energy. Okay, I love that. I actually want one more person to come up here because I'm feeling the energy of this. So, come on, celebrate yourself. Okay. Can I do both things? Yep. Okay. Um, things I like about myself um, is my nose and my clavicle. <laughs> Um, and ways of being one, I value authenticity, and I think that that allows other people to be themselves when we're together instead of who they think I want them to be. Um, and I also love learning new cultures. Yes. I love that. And that actually leads me into, you know, what what's next um, as far as like, you know, creating a community. A lot of times we are, um, so our family, we can't, we don't really pick, well, depending on your philosophy, we don't really pick our family. Um, so what we're challenged to do in this life is to really create our soul family, to call in our soul family. And these are people that actually see us for who we are, that encourage us, that support us. I feel like one of the biggest things that I've learned on my journey is how many people that I have around me that just want to see me do good and want me to, you know, be my best self. Um, and I, I really feel like, you know, that is the, the biggest thing that we need, support, okay? And um, one thing that I want to touch upon is, okay, what does the soul family really look like in a big sense? What, what, how, how is that tangible, I guess? Um, but it's, you can feel the energy of that, where you're around someone and you're like, wow, I can just totally be myself, authentically be myself, okay? One of my best friends, she's here, Megan, and she, um, this is one relationship that I totally just, you can just feel the energy and you feel like, you know, I've known you forever, one, and then two, it's, it's just like, 
we can just tell each other all of our secrets and you don't have to, you know, fear like, oh my God, she gonna judge me, you know? So that's one thing that you need to, you know, really figure out. And I know for me, on my journey, I've lost some friends though, okay? So, you know, that stuff is, you know, the soul family and stuff, but then you lose uh, people because one, they're narcissistic, like we were talking about earlier. And when you're on your self-care journey, your self-love journey, when you're starting to implement those boundaries, then people are like, oh, who are you? You're changing. You, uh, you, well, I don't like this new Troy. I don't like that. I don't like that. And you're like, whoa, you know, this is who I am because this is, this is the best thing for me, okay? Like, coming into myself, you should really be supporting that and celebrating that. And if people are not, you know, you want to give them some time. But if they're not getting in line with that, you want to, you know, I don't want to say end the friendship, but you would want to put them in a, you know, love them from a distance or put them in a specific type of, you know, I don't want to say box, but yeah, a box, you know, where it's like, oh, this may be your friend when you go out but it's not a friend that you're going to connect to on a on a deeper level and talk about all the stuff that's going on in your life, okay? And and that's fine. And that's a part of, you know, just creating that community as well. Some people are just not going to be the your cheerleaders, okay? Um, so now let's uh, talk about my tools that I use, okay? Um, the first tool is meditation, okay? Um, how many of you meditate? Woo, yes, I love this. So I want to ask the question, how long do we meditate? I want to um, ask, uh, do we do five to ten minutes every day? Uh, longer? Okay. Oh, we got um, 30 minutes in here? We got 30 minutes? Uh, uh, oh, so see, y'all are ahead of the ahead of the game. Okay, I really do feel like meditation when you're creating your self uh, care practice is the most important thing that you can do, because meditation actually cr uh, uh, creates more awareness. So we can actually listen to our thoughts instead of judging them, um, and that's how we can see our inner critic and our authentic self. Okay, and of course we want to bring more of our authentic self, and we want to quiet more of those voices um, of the of the ego. And what I really tell people to do is is a good 15 minutes. Even, you know, a lot of people when they're uh, meditating, they're like, "Oh my God, the voice, the the thoughts don't stop." But it's just like um, they're not. <laughs> okay, they're going. You know, we have to realize that our thoughts are like the clouds in the sky; they just pass. There's always another thought. There's always another thought. And uh, once we realize that, we can, you know, bring that into our lives. And when we're in a moment where we may be in our ego self, <laughs> we can, like I say, go back to the breath and realize that, whoa, wait, I'm not that person. Mm -mm, don't try me, okay? Tracy, stop, girl. <laughs> Get away. And we come back to our more loving selves, okay? And then another thing that I like to do is yoga, okay? How many uh, people do yoga in here? Okay, we have a little, 
it's not as much for the meditation, but uh, as meditation. But yes, yoga. I always tell people that yoga is something that is super, super, super important as well um, because it helps us to become more flexible and um, stretching. And you can actually apply a lot of the things that you learn on your yoga mat into your life. It's really weird. Um, when I first started, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be just a, a weird thing for me. I don't know how to do this stuff. I don't know how to stretch fully. Oh my God, do you see that pose? How do you do that? But you see the things that we say in our minds when we're trying to start something new. We're always criticizing ourselves, you know, in the inner critic. Okay, and as you're doing yoga, you learn that, wait, wow, I can I can actually do this. This and and the good thing is, is that I do this before I do this every day, but more when I'm reading, you want to be more in tune with your body. Okay, and that's the biggest, biggest thing that I can say that you get out of out of yoga, being more centered. Okay, Um, and what I tell people to do is, is that you can even do a a quick 10 minute. Um, yoga, um, you know, workout, exercise, okay, get your stretching in. But the thing is, is that um, the thing is, is that you can even, um, I know when I started, I was doing like YouTube, and you have, they have YouTube 10 minute uh, yoga, and do that every rising, I say the, I say rising instead of morning, Um, do that every rising, and that is what, you know, will help you throughout the day, okay. And another thing that I like to do are affirmations, okay? I was reading this book uh, by Wayne Dwyer, um, and he was actually talking about, um, he's talking about the I am, okay? A lot of times when we are going back to the ego or the inner critic, we're always saying, oh, I'm so dumb, or I'm stupid, or I, um, or I'm not, you know, good enough. And the thing is, is that the more that you say, I am that, that you become, okay? So what you want to do is, with affirmations, is to put this, um, put terms that are aligned with the God within you, okay? So, like, I I am powerful. I am aligned with my spirit. I am aligned with the universe. Um, And the more that we're doing that, the more that we're invoking the the what the uh, our authentic self our higher self so today on the paper okay i want y'all to come up with some affirmations um i'm sure you can can y'all see it on there on the paper and of course i'm gonna call some people up okay so you can give other people some ideas but i want y'all to um go ahead and write uh one affirmation or you can do a mantra um and the mantra is something that you can use um, as well. Um, I would say my mantra is, is that I'm, a, I'm aligned with my authentic self. And that, I, for me, I know what that means. So, <laughs> and every time I'm in a little jam and I'm like, oh, I'm being negative, I'm being negative. I'm like, oh, wait, I am aligned with my authentic self. I'm aligned with my authentic self. I'm aligned with my authentic self. So I'm going to give you all some time for that.
Alrighty. So are we, um, um, oh, I see some people writing. Sorry. Alrighty. So can I have some volunteers raise your hand? Come on, come on, baby. I said, I am a vibrant light in this world, and I am smart and capable of anything. Ooh, yes, I felt that one. OK, I'm about to steal that, OK? <laughs> um, can I have uh, two more volunteers? Come on, y'all. I know y'all got some good affirmations out here. Come on, y'all. Don't be scared. Did I see it? OK, I put, I am a powerful and masterful manifester. Ooh. Yes, manifestation. OK. One more person. Come on, Kristen. Come on, Mama. Um, I have a few here, but the ones that resonate with me most are um, I am a dynamic powerhouse who meets the world with no fear, and I am able to access my divinity at any time with ease. Yes, I love that. So, so if y'all don't have a good affirmation, y'all just steal one of theirs, okay? <laughs> But these affirmations are to help you. These are, your, um, these are part of your toolkit, okay? Um, and another thing that uh, is on the sheet, and I promise is the last activity, okay, and <laughs> is gratitude, okay? One thing that actually keeps us more in alignment and uh, keeps us actually in a more abundant type of energy is gratitude. A lot of times, you know, just like I was saying earlier, we're in lack. The ego is always like, oh my God, I don't have this, I don't have that. And the authentic self is like, wait, no, you're abundant. Look around you. You got a house to live in, you've got food in your stomach and you have people that care about you. So the thing is, is that we have to really align ourselves with those thoughts. So I want y'all to list some things that you are grateful for, okay? Let's see how long this takes y'all now. All right. You know I'm going to call somebody up. <laughs> Who wants to go? Come on. What you grateful for? Okay. Hope you guys are ready for this. I am grateful for my husband, my dog, my creative practice, my rickety old house, my cool job, and my awesome coworkers. And I'm not lying. 
I'm not. <laughs> oh, yes, I love that. See, I love that. Can we have one more person to come up? Someone new? Y'all are a little scared, huh? Y'all, uh, no, no, no. Come on, Mama. much for you being here and for the space, number one. Um, but my son, my health, and my spirituality. Mm, I love that. Okay. Yes. So I would tell everyone for gratitude, try to do gratitude in the rising when you're waking up um, and at night before you go to bed because that actually keeps you in alignment, okay? And when you're waking up, you're gonna feel just more you know, free and, and in your heart space, okay? Um, and then one thing I like to do, okay? This is actually all a part of what I do every rising when I wake up. I call this my rising routine. Um, journaling, okay? Um, journaling is super important for self-care. You wanna know why? A lot of us are not actually having these deep conversations with ourselves, okay? We're not having, um, we're not checking on ourselves a lot, okay? And that's what I like to do with journaling. I like to ask a powerful question. One powerful question would be, what a pain am I avoiding? What's the issue? What do I need? Okay, and what you can do is, is that you can actually um, put this question in your journal, okay, and you don't even have to write that night. You can put it in your journal, the question, go to sleep. When you wake up, the moment that you wake up, you want to pull out your journal, okay, and you want to start just writing. And that really, really, really helps, okay? Because, and you wanna do this like right when you wake up because a lot of the inner critic or the voices um, in our heads start to you know, activate after, a little after we wake up. So you wanna do this fresh. And I'm telling you, I'm, I wanna challenge everyone to do this when they get you know, home tonight. Write down your question and you will just answer it tomorrow in the, in the rising. And it's going to change your life, okay? I've gotten so many good revelations because we know that all the answers within inside ourselves, a lot of times, like I was saying, we are looking outside of ourselves. We're looking for this external validation um, and for you know signs externally. We know everything. We are our own compass. So uh, write and see that compass, okay? And um, when it comes to resting, um, this is another good part of self-care. Resting is something that's super important, um, but the thing is, is that we all just do it differently. And that's why I think yoga and meditation is very important for us because we're able to have an, more of an awareness of our body and when it's time for us to you know, go to sleep and how many hours we get um, that really you know, help us. Because I know for me, seven to eight hours, that's what we try to shoot for, but that doesn't work for everybody. You can still, you know, seven hours, you can not have restful sleep. You can wake up more groggy. Um, but I know there's, there's different types. So for me, I'm someone that likes to stay up a little bit later. And uh, six hours is perfect for me. I wake up very refreshed after six hours or even five hours. So really, um, really listen to your body. And also, this is something that I've learned as well. And another point would be our eating, okay? Um, 
eating, I tell everyone to eat intuitively, okay? And really listen to your body. Really listen to the, the your cycles. When you're waking up, how do you feel, okay? Is your stomach growling? Um, do you need water? Are you dehydrated? You have to really listen to your body because it's going to tell you what it is that you need, okay? And um, one thing that I like to do every rising is I like to eat fruit, okay, and, um, and get water and uh, a lime. And that really helps to reboot your system and to, you know, and then also what you want to do is as well, I, I think this is from Ayurvedic, um, which I tell other people to, you know, really research diets or, uh, or lifestyles um, and incorporate different things from, I'm, I'm more eclectic. I want to do all these different things, okay, and try to figure it out. But some people uh, like, you know, a specific diet. And I tell people to try this. Like, like I was saying, your self-care practice is something for you, and it's near and dear to you. And you don't really have to listen to other people, but listen to yourself, okay, and, and try these things out, okay? And um, <laughs> what I want to uh, implore everyone to do is, is to do a rising routine. Um, and this is, you know, these tools that I've given you, these are my tools that I use. And you may find other tools, okay, that work best for you. But you want to, I call it the power hour, okay? You want to have an hour to yourself because a lot of times we go into this world and we're really not prepared for the th for everything, okay? For traffic, for when we get to work and there are, you know, our coworkers that we may not like or we, um, you know, our children, or you know, there's a lot of other things that we're thinking about, but we have to give ourselves that time. And the thing is, is when we do that, we're telling the universe that, okay, I love myself. I want good things, and good things are going to come to you, okay? Put yourself first. Self-care, okay? Um, and I... No, that's not it. <laughs> I'm forgetting things. Um, one thing we were talking about earlier is our energy, okay, and how we're responsible for our energy. We have an aura, elect electrical, ma electrical magnetic field, which we are constantly pulling in energy from others. I always tell people to clear your energy, okay? And this can happen every every day through meditation, but then also you wanna do something, spiritual baths. We actually sell spiritual baths here in Martyr Mystic, um, and I always tell people to do to do this because the thing is, is that our auras get gunky, and then sometimes we're like, why am I attracting this? Why am I attracting that? And it's really not you, it's the people that you're surrounding yourself at may at work or you know just in transit we don't we just don't know what other people are doing in their lives but you're responsible for your life so the doing spiritual baths are going to be a perfect practice for you okay and then what you can do with with these spiritual baths is um i do it like a simple thing uh, i get pink himalayan salt and um and some florida water soak in the bath for 25 to 30 minutes and that works tremendously okay and what you want to do is you want to light a white candle um and 
telling you. You turn off the lights with them things in the bathroom, mm. you have your little spa day, okay? <laughs> and But I always tell people to make it as intimate as you want. You can even put flowers or you can add herbs into it as well and make it your own. Um, I actually do make spiritual baths. I was gonna have one prepared for us, but um, got a little caught up. Um, but I, what I'm telling you, the pink Himalayan salt, Epsom salt, or sea salt, and some Florida water, whoo, hallelujah, the Holy Grail. <laughs> and, um, and then also, I wanted to talk about some stones that you can use. Of course, there are the rose quartz, um, which we sell here, and that that's the love stone. So that helps us to create more love, uh, loving space in our heart chakra as well. Um, and then also, I um, would suggest moonstone. It helps pr uh, to promote inner growth, peace, stress relief, okay? Um, the lapis azule, or am I saying it right? I always kind of get that wrong. Um, and that's good for communication. When you're communicating your boundaries, Okay, and, and then amethyst, that is, um, that's also a healing stone's help with um, anxiety, and I use that a lot, okay? And the good thing is, is that you can actually use these stones with your meditation. I'm always, like, laying on the floor and putting my uh, stones, like my amethyst on my third eye, or um, I will put my cornelian on my, uh, on my sacral, uh, you know, area and um or i'll put like a onyx for uh, on my root chakra and this actually really 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 helps okay and we're it really just invokes uh, that energy that we need to be grounded and to uh staying a loving presence okay um yeah and that's all i have for y'all today i want to thank y'all so much for coming i don't know I think we have time for questions. I, if anyone has any questions, I hope that y'all got some good information. I'm sorry in the beginning, I was so just a little nervous. But, um, but yeah, I'm sending y'all lots of love and light. And I hope that y'all um, have a question. Um, you gave us a definition earlier of self-care and self-love. I'm curious, what's your definition of self-love? Oh, so yeah, my definition of um, of of self-care. Oh, self-love. Self-love is is really just um, you having creating that space for yourself. Okay, to um, to really <laughs> actually love your flaws and to love all of yourself for who you are and. A lot of times on this journey, we have to really come back to that, you know, like, woof, you know, this is it's a lot of work when you're doing self-care and there's a lot of work when you're caring for your energy um, and you're being responsible for your energy. OK, but it's like really accepting all that you are. Really, that's really what my definition of, of self-love is. And self-care is self-love put into action, really you know, like really prioritizing who you are. I mean, for prioritizing all these things to keep you centered, okay? Any other questions? I would like to know what stone you have in your hand and what does it mean? Um, so this is how, like, this is good for your presentation, even though I was a little nervous. Um, 
get, I don't really know what this is. She gave me this, but it's like heart shape. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> for, uh, for self-love. What is, what is the blue lace agate? Oh, it's good. Oh, okay. Nice for it, okay, because cancer, I need that. Okay, y'all, I'm a cancer. <laughs> but um, any other questions for me today? No? I, oh. Mentioned something about a spiritual bath. Could you kind of give us like a little Reader's Digest version of what that is? Of what the, what the oh yeah, the spiritual bath is really to help to clean your electromagnetic field, your aura, to clean the aura because the aura gets so gunky because we are constantly putting in and uh, taking in and putting out energy, and we just don't know what you know, energy we're, we're bringing in. I know for me, I actually see a, a, a psychic and she tells me, you know, uh, she does like an aura reading. And I know uh, I was doing Uber at one time and she was like, oh my God, your aura is so gunky. And she was like, what are you doing? And I was like, uh, I'm not doing nothing, I, I think. Uh, and, and I was like, oh, I'm driving Uber. She said, yes, you're you're like taking all of this energy and you're not like clearing out your your aura. That's super, super important. And I went to her because I'm like, why is all this stuff happening to me? This happened to me. This happened to me. And she was like, uh, yeah, because you're carrying other people's energy. Okay. And the spiritual bath helps to clear that out. Um, so uh, the pink Himalayan salt and the... Um, and the Florida water, we actually sell Florida water here as well. Or you can do um, Epsom salt, or you can do sea salt. Um, and I always tell people to incorporate the uh, Florida water because it's a cleanser. It's 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 good. I, I use that before I do readings, and and it's really really good. It helps. Once you step out of that bath, whew, you'd be like, whew, feel like a whole new person. Okay. Any other question? question. I just wanted to thank you for something you said at the beginning um, about how relationships without relationships without boundaries invite narcissistic energy. I felt like that was something that really needed to be uh, identified for me. So thank you. Yeah. Oh, thank you. See, that made me, that made me feel good. Okay. Okay, um, but yeah, that's one thing that we have to really be mindful of because narcissists thrive in that type of you know environment where we're, where it's essentially we don't know ourselves and they gaslight us or you know it's just like you know just negativity and we get really confused in those relationships is because we don't have a clear boundary or you know clear values and what it is that we want out of a relationship. When we want a supportive uh, partner. That's and where uh, we actually communicate that, we get that. You, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Any other questions? Okay. Well, thank y'all. Okay. <laughs> Blessings, love, and light to all of y'all. Thank y'all for bearing with me. This episode was produced by Kirsten Hedges and produced and edited by Georgie Harris. For more information, visit us at modernmysticshop.com and click on Sunday School.